Shalom. This is Rabbi Ben Newman. Today is day 633 of my daily Zohar reading. I'll be reading today part 2 of the Zohar, page 99b in Aramaic and English. I'm just going to read a little bit of what I read yesterday, but only in English, just to give some background. It's a beautiful text anyway. Um, I'm going to read from page 33 of the Pritzker edition Zohar, volume 5. Uh, last paragraph. This may be compared to a beloved maiden, beautiful in form and appearance, concealed secretly in her palace. She has a single lover unknown to anyone except to her concealedly. Out of the love that he feels for her, this lover passes by her gate constantly, lifting his eyes to every side. Knowing that her lover is constantly circling her gate, what does she do? She opens a little window in that secret palace where she is, reveals her face to her lover, and quickly withdraws, concealing herself. None of these, none of those near the lover sees or notices only the lover, and his inner being and heart and soul follow her. He knows that out of love for him she revealed herself for a moment to arouse him. So it is with a word of Tola. She reveals herself only to her lover. Tola knows that one who is wise of heart circles her gate every day. What does she do? She reveals her face to him from the palace and beckons him with a hint, then swiftly withdraws to her place hiding away. None of those there knows or notices. He alone does, and his inner being and heart and soul follow her. Thus Tola reveals and conceals herself, approaching her lover lovingly to arouse love with him. Come and see, this is the way of Tola. At first, when she begins to reveal herself to a person, she beckons him momentarily with a hint. If he perceives good, if not, she sends for him, calling him simple. Tell that simple one to come closer so I can talk with him. As is written, whoever is simple, let him turn here, he who lacks understanding. As he approaches, she begins to speak with him from behind a curtain she has drawn, words suitable for him until he reflects little by little. This is Drasha. Then she converses with him from behind a delicate sheet, words of riddle, and this is Haggadah. Once he has grown accustomed to her, she reveals herself to him face to face and tells him all her hidden secrets and all the hidden ways concealed in her heart since primordial days. That's where I left off yesterday. I'm going to pick up there today, uh, where it says Kedain, then... And I'm just going to jump right in. Kedain ihu gval shalim Baal Torah vaday Mare deveta de hakol razin dilag liat lei Vela kasiat mine klum Amra lechamet mila Dirmiza de karami Remizna lach bekad mita Kach vechach razin havo Kach vechach hu Kedain chamed al inun milin Lav osafa Velav lamigra minai hu Uchtein pshate dikra Kemade ihu de lav la asafa Vela lamigra Afilu at had Ve'alda b'nei nasha itzrichu le'iz 
Dahara Ulamir Daf Avatra Deoraita Lemehve Rechimadila Kemade Itman. Then he is a complete man, husband of Torah, master of the house for all her secrets she has revealed to him, concealing nothing. She says to him, Did you see the hinting word with which I beckoned you at first? These are the secrets. This is what it is. Then he sees that one should not add to these words or diminish them. Then pshat of the verse, just like it is. One should not add or delete even a single letter, so human beings must be alert, pursuing Torah to become her lover, as has been said. Back to the Aramaic. Nishamaruach <laughs> 
Veloda va nihilin vela ikre ner, vechad mitchabran kachada ikre kola ner, uchden itataf nishama beruach lekaimataman, veela behechala temira dichtiv kiruach milfanai yaatov, it atev lok laktiv ela yaatov. Maitama begin di din shamot ani asiti taman la ela begin ta temira itataf ve it lavash neshama baruach kema de it chazei de chayvan di vehu hechala lahave la ishtamash ela ruach neshama. La atel taman ela mitlabash Behahuach taman vechad nachtal go gan Eden dilatata de hai alma Itlavash behahuach achrada amena Ahudan afik mitaman Vahava mitaman vechulhu sharia behai alma Beitlavash vehu Ruach de nafik mehai alma de la it rabei la it pashat mehai alma az la bilgugula vela ashkach neicha ate begilgula be alma ke avna bekuspeta ad de ishkach paroka de ifroklei Behumana mamash de iru ishtamash bei vedavik bei tadir ruchei venafshei vehavat bat zugei rucha berucha vehahuparoka bnei kemilkadmin vehahuruach teshavak veadbik Behumana la it avid de halet mila afilus eira be alma de la havela atar veduchta le it tamra ule it kanshataman vela it avid le almin begin kach huruach de shavak behumana taman hu Vedaradif batar ikara visoda de kanafik minei ve aitelei uvenelei beduchtei baatade ahuruach patzugo tenavkat behadei ve itbenei itaman kemil kadmin vedai ubiryachadta hashta bealma rucha chadta vegufa chadta Veitema ruach dahuma dahava hachihu aval la itbnei ela begin dahu ruach achrad kashavak behahumana. Come and see if another woman he takes for him. Exodus twenty one ten. How great and supernal the cycles revolving in this verse, for all souls enter a cycle, and human beings do not know the ways of the Blessed Holy One. How the scales stand, how humans are judged every day at all times, and how souls stand in judgment before they enter this world and after leaving this world. 
How many revolutions, how many concealed actions does the Blessed Holy One perform with souls? How many naked spirits roam that world, not entering the curtain of the King? How overturned by them is the world, overturned by countless sealed wonders, and human beings do not know or notice, and how souls whirl like a stone in a sling. As is said, the soul of your enemies he will sling from the hollow of a sling. 1 Samuel 25:29. Reading now, footnote number 105. Naked spirits, if a person dies without having lived virtuously, his spirit lacks a garment of good deeds and is condemned to roam the upper world aimlessly barred from entering the divine realm. On the image of the sling, see Shabbat 152a, Rabbi Eliezer said, The souls of the wicked are continually muzzled, while one angel stands at one end of the world, and another stands at another end, and they sling their souls, the souls of the wicked, to each other. The soul of your enemies he will sling from the hollow of a sling. Back to the English um, text, page 37. Since we have begun to reveal, now is the time to reveal that all Nishmatin souls issue from a grand and mighty tree of that river issuing from Eden, and all Ruchin spirits issue from another small tree, Nishama soul from above, Ruach spirit from below, joining as one like male and female. When joining as one, they shine supernal radiance, and in the joining of the two of them, they are called Nair, lamp, lamp of Yerevave. What is Nair? Nishama Ruach. By virtue of these two joining together as one, they are called Nair, as is written, Nishmat, the Nishama of a human, is Nair, the lamp of Yudhevavhe, Proverbs 20.27, Nishama, Ruach, male and female, illumining as one. Without one another, they do not shine, are not called Nair, joining as one, all is called Nair. Then Nishama wraps herself in Ruach to abide there above in the hidden palace, as is written, For Ruach Ya'atof envelops before me. It is not written, Yitatef is enveloped, but rather Ya'atof envelops. Why so? Because of Nishamot's souls that I have made, Isaiah fifty-seven sixteen. There above in the hidden garden, Nishama wraps and clothes herself in Ruach fittingly. For since only Ruach appears or serves in that palace, Nishama does not come there, but rather clothes herself in that Ruach there. And when she descends into the Garden of Eden below of this world, she clothes herself in that other Ruach that I mentioned, the one issuing, deriving from there. In all of them, she dwells in this world, enclosed in them. A spirit leaving this world who has not grown or spread in this world undergoes rolling and finds no rest. Comes revolving into the world like a stone in a sling until it finds a redeemer to redeem it. But that very vessel that he used to which he clung with his spirit and soul and who has his mate spirit with spirit and that redeemer builds it as before. But no one await. If a man dies childless without his spirit having grown or spread, his spirit rolls restlessly through the, through, through the world until, sorry, unless his brother redeems his spirit through performing leverite marriage, marrying the widowed wife, impregnating her, and consciously drawing down that homeless spirit into the embryo. This process of reincarnation provides the spirit with another opportunity to fulfill itself on earth. According to the biblical custom of leverite marriage, if a married man dies childless, his brother should marry the widow and then 
Father, a child who be considered the son of the deceased, posthumously providing the dead man with a son prevents his name from being blotted out. In Kabbalah, Leverite marriage is understood in terms of reincarnation, not just the name, but the soul of the deceased husband is preserved, transmigrating into the embryo generated by the union of his widow and his brother. Back to the text. The spirit that he left adhering to that vessel is not lost, for nothing in the world, be it ever so small, lacks a place in which to be hidden and absorbed. It is never lost. Consequently, the spirit that he left in that vessel is there, and this pursues the root and basis from which it issued. It brings it and builds it in its place in the abode of the spirit of his mate who emerged with him, and it is built there as before. This is a new creature now in the world, a new spirit, and a new body. Footnote 109. During his lifetime, through uniting sexually with his wife, the deceased husband had infused some of his spirit into her, and this remained in her even after he died. Now this spirit pursues its origin, the husband's wandering spirit, and brings it to his widow's womb where it is implanted in the embryo and generated by the widow and her brother-in-law. The phrase, the spirit of his mate who emerged with him, refers to the idea that a human couple is predestined for one another. Their souls were originally one, then split into male and female, and entered the world in order to reunite. Back to the text. Now you might say, this spirit is the same as it was. This is so, but it is built only by virtue of the other spirit that he left in that vessel. Footnote 110, since it is built out of the deceased husband's spirit, why is it considered new? Because the old man implies it is transformed by joining with the remnant of the husband's spirit found in his wife. That's it for today's reading. Take care.